Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the 1894 podcast. And we are back uh, during the middle of the international break. We are one and a bit weeks into the international break. Nothing's gone on. Um, England are crap at football, apparently. Um, I've been bored to death. Same old, same old with England. Um, Matisse has joined me um, once again. Um yeah, have you watched the England game? Didn't watch much of it. I was actually at the Sidemen charity match um, at London Stadium. Where are you actually? Yeah, Fair enough. I managed to was that, that at so, the um, um, London Stadium, West Ham, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was there. Good crowd, 60,000. It was a very funny game. Saw speed, <laughs> couldn't score goals, save his life. But no, no, it was a good game. I saw, the, saw a bit of the England game, a bit of the highlights. Heard that we weren't great at all. 1-1 one, one draw in the end, but... Um, yeah, other than that, just like a normal international break. No, we were very slow, very lethargic. Um, didn't do much all game. Uh, Ukraine, good value for the point. But we're not here to talk about England because we don't want to be depressed for half an hour. We want to be um, a bit more positive. And off the back of a what feels like now ages ago win at Swansea, uh, British City will be back next weekend. We are recording this on the Sunday. Uh, City will be back Um next weekend saturday at home to west bromwich albion and well we'll be here talking about that um it's gonna be a very interesting game i think um i think first of all uh, we we touched on the swansea game in, in the previous podcast but very positive game complete completely dominant well very well deserving of the three points and think we can go into this West Brom game even though they've made a reasonably a, a good start they're they're below us they're in um they're in 11th I think we can go into this with quite a lot of confidence yeah it should be an interesting game we are at home though so I'm a bit worried about that considering we're yet to win that Ashton Gate yet this season well in the in the league um, but yeah, West Brom are a good team they would have been ahead of us but then they conceded a last minute goal against Huddersfield last Saturday. Yeah. Um, so they're sitting on, yeah, seven points. Picked up a couple results. Yeah, they beat Swansea and Middlesbrough, who are both in the relegation zone now. Um, mm, yeah. But yeah, they got a draw against Leeds, I'm seeing. But yeah, it uh, another mid-table team right now. It could be interesting. I hope we can really transfer this away form at home. It'll be hard. I, I think the players know what they need to do, but it's, if, if they're going to do it, if they're going to create these chances and yeah get get some shots on target and yeah hopefully win yeah i don't want to knock west brom in any way whatsoever but it feels like with the points they've kind of picked up so far swansea leeds and west brom sorry uh, middlesbrough um it's kind of felt like they may have caught these teams at the perfect time swansea for example is still transitioning a little bit into michael duff uh, style of football Leeds, it was chaos back then. It seems a little bit more settled now uh, with Joel Pirro coming in and um, a few more signings coming in there. Um, they got a point at Ellen Road, which is always a good result. Never easy to go to Ellen Road, despite the situation at Leeds. But still, you know, getting a point at a reasonably good time there. And, well, yeah, Middlesbrough have been a shambles so far. Um, so, yeah, maybe the argument they could have they could have been playing these teams at the right time. But also, uh, against the... I'd, I'd I'd probably argue a slightly more settled uh, West uh, sorry Blackburn Rovers they go away they lose two one um, and yeah surprise result 
against Huddersfield at home where they lost uh, 2-1 in the 94th, 96th minute, uh, which is brutal. Um, but yeah, they've generally been okay. I know a lot of people have kind of had them, had West Brom in, in the lower regions because of the well financial troubles and whatnot. But Carlos Corbran, I like a lot. Uh, I think I like some of their signings that's come in. Jeremy Sarmiento, very highly rated at, at Brighton. He's coming on loan. Josh Madger, um, good signing. I'd, I'd, I'd argue he's a very uh, talented player. Um, struggled a bit at Stoke. Um, okay at Fulham, I suppose. Um, Pippa's come in, who Carlos Corbran knows quite, uh, quite well uh, from his time at Huddersfield, uh, where they finished... Um, the playoffs in the end. Um, so, yeah, not a whole, not an awful lot of business, but generally it's been, it's been, it's been fairly, uh, fairly solid. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts going into this game? Because um, West Brom are a kind of, I'd say they're arguing, arguably in a kind of similar position to us. Yeah, no, I'd agree. And like we said earlier, the teams they have played aren't looking too great right now. And I have to give props to us as well. I mean, three of the teams that we have played are in the top six right now and they've had a good start to the season other than that. We're the only team that um, got a point against Preston and Preston other than that have won all their last four games. Um, which is pretty Hull, impressive. Hull as well. Oh yeah, and Hull as well. Um, they did get one loss, but since... Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, but they're in the top six, aren't they? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a point away um, from them, so that's all right. But yeah, I'm pretty... I'm, I mean, we say this every time we were confident after... Uh, going into the Birmingham game after the Mill game and then a terrible performance unfolded. Um, it's another home game. We did do our like five game predictions um, and the last podcast saying how many points we expect to get in the next five. I think we have three home games and I mm. see us picking up at least one win in them. I did put us like getting unbeaten in those three, but um, <laughs> no, West Brom aren't... aren't um, on an easy side. I think it'll be a close game. Um, but we'll, we'll just have to see how we face home because it, it could be a reoccurring problem if we keep playing as we have against like um, Preston and Birmingham. But it'd be interesting to see how we come out and how how Nigel Pearson like starts the team because there, there could be a couple options in there. I'm not sure. Vi- Viman, I, we're not going to rush him back for the next game Hopefully against West Brom, but I think end of September maybe. But um, we'll see on that front. But yeah. Yeah, and just a kind of slight update. Um, Tommy Conway will be back uh, late October-ish time. Rob will be back, I think, did he say late November? Um, I think he said. Around then, yeah. Around then, yeah. Um, McCrory will be back New Year, uh, which is a bit bit. So is he taking surgery then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, So yeah, few injury problems, which have been kind of, um, flattened out and been explained a little bit more. Um, but yeah, going into this game, I think we've got to be wary of West Brom because despite their kind of situation before the season, they've made a decent start. They have some really good players in there John Swift, Jed Wallace, Brandon Thomas Asante, Yokai, uh, Okai Yakuzlu, um, Alex Palmer, and goal. I rate quite a lot as well. So they do have some very good players, West Brom. So yeah, I think we've got to be wary. Um, but I think if we start quickly at home and if we start uh, with the kind of energy we show away from home, 
weirdly enough, can definitely take the game to this West Brom side. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. It's just whether we do that or not will be interesting um, to see. But no, the way we played against Swansea and Millwall was really good. And Hull as well. I mean, Hull, we were unlucky in that game, I thought. But um, against Swansea, we showed a really complete comeback. Just good football, good passenger play. We'll see how the lineup goes. I think I want to see Naismith in that midfield. I feel like he plays, he'll be like, he'll make more of an impact there um, with his passes from the back. Um, but yeah, interesting to see exactly who we play. I think it will stick with the front three, though. I don't see Yaboa coming in as as a sub, of course. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Jason Knight as well. He's just been on um, international duty against Ireland. He played uh, last oh, like Thursday night. Um, he played really well actually against a team full of quality French players as well. Like. Very, very highly rated Griezmann. Don't, Mbappe was don't, playing. don't remind me of France. Don't remind me of France. <laughs> but um, it's good to see. It's always good to see when when our players do well um, away on international breaks. So hopefully, it will come back um, with more with more energy. Well, I don't know if he can have more energy than he has. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, uh, should we go for score predictions now. Yeah, yeah. why not? Let's go for it. Um, Think will be, I think it'll be tough. Um, I think we need to go there and try and get them, get out of them though, because I think they they can be got at West Brom. That's no disrespect at all. I think they're definitely um, a side we can get um, get at and hopefully, you know, try and get the three points against. Um, I'll go for us to win. First points at home. No, no, first three points at home. Um yeah, I'll go for a, I'll go for a comfortable two nil, two nil, City. Um, I've not been this confident for a game in a while. Um, yeah, let me know your let me know your score prediction, Matisse. Yeah, I do. I do see us playing well again. And considering who the oppositions of West Brom, I think we can get a result as well. I'm in between a draw or win, but. Just, to, we're, I feel like we could be riding the crest of the wave here. I think, I think I'm going to go with a win as well. I don't see us getting uh, as comfortable as a win, so I'm going to go with a with another two-one win. Um, yeah, so so it would be I just nice. want a Three clean sheet on the board. I just want a clean sheet. You know, Blackpool at home last year, where do you, where we just looked completely dominant. We look mm. we look complete in command. I just want that again. I just want to be in the ground and not panic about conceding a late. 96 minute equaliser. I just want a 2 0 win, nice and comfortable. Um, and yeah, different to the Blackpool game away where we drew 3 0 and conceded that, that. mental. What a game yeah. that was! Um, that was. yeah, uh, was it Semenyo scored? A... Oh, yeah, okay. uh, Semenyo Wells. Oh, I can't remember. And Tommy scored... Conway, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think we went 1 0 one nil down and then we pulled it back to uh. Two, I think a two-two, three-two. Um, then we conceded ninety. We not talk about Blackpool yeah. uh, uh, because we're not going to play them this year. Um, but but yes, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fairly confident going into this game. I think we can largely hold off their their back kind of back uh, front three. Um, in terms of who you expect to start, uh, we, we'll obviously be Max um, Taylor and Higbin. Right back. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I'd say Pearson will will give him the start right back. I think to create just a bit more, a few more chances, give him a bit like consistency. Oh no 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 no! He won't start because he's it's West Brom. It's West Brom, so he oh, won't play. Is that is yeah. that part of the? Yeah, because he won't contract. play. Oh, sometimes it sometimes it doesn't. Um, Scrap that. It doesn't happen. But yeah, okay. So no Taylor Gardner Hitman against his former club, George Tanner. Um, George Tanner. So it will be George Tanner then. Um, here we go. Masterclass incoming. <laughs> but yeah, at the two centre backs, I would like to see a change. We did keep Naismith for the last two games, and obviously we did play well, but I think Rob Dickey is very solid. And then Roberts hasn't appeared too much in the last couple of games, hasn't really got many minutes. Um, so I'd see Pring starting, then Naismith. I'd, but Joe Williams did have a really good game against Swansea. It's not, it's, it won't be it's not relatively easy. Connection, is it? Yeah. I think Knight, Wells, Sykes, Bell, yes, but Naismith. Well, let's hope Jason Knight doesn't do anything to himself today. Uh, yeah, they're playing the Ireland, are playing the Netherlands, so that's going to be a lovely <laughs> game for the Irish. Uh, yeah, carry on. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he keeps Naismith at the back line and then um, uh, benches Dickey again or maybe takes Williams out, Naismith slots into the midfield. Um, I think I'd rather have that, um, personally, even though Williams did have a good game. I think he can make an impact maybe if he comes on. But yeah, I'd I'd go back to our Viner Dicky like relationship. I think if we build that across the season, it'd be good. It's because right now, after the red card, we kind of I kind of stopped for a couple of games. But yeah, what about you? Yeah, no. To be fair, I don't think Naismith has done anything wrong at centre back yet. Um, yet um, he he will inevitably give someone a goal, and we'll lose one nil. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd keep him at centre back. Um, I'd, I'd keep Naismith and uh, Viner, who signed a new contract on deadline day, if we haven't said that yet. Um, have we mentioned that? I don't think... Have we? I, I think don't... we did, after the Swansea yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did. Um, yeah, we probably did. Uh, I just can't remember. It's been that long. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll start with, in my opinion, will be Naismith. Um, Pring left-back, Knight, James... Uh, Williams, yeah, Williams, yeah, Williams, and it'll Cornick be at right wing. It'll be Sykes, wasn't it? Sykes, no, <laughs> come no, on, just, yeah, I'm taking the next. Um, um, yeah, definitely Sykes. No, Sykes. If if Cornick starts, then that's a joke. Uh, unless Sykes is injured, then Cornick doesn't even get a sniff. Um, it has to be Sykes. Has to be Bell. Um. And well, has to be Wells at the moment, uh, and it's ma- it's mental because we have so many options up top. If we look, if you look at our squad uninjured, we have at eight. Is it eight? Two, two, um, six, six, uh, six players. Uh, and if you add Andy Vyman in there, at seven, um, and we've <laughs> got Naki Wells stuck, stuck there because we can't play anyone else at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'd go with the same team that played. Um, Swansea, apart from Taylor Garner Hickman, who obviously cannot play, as we realised mid interview, uh, mid mid podcast. Um, yeah, you you let me know. Yeah, um, it'll probably be that lineup, and yeah, we'll see what Nigel Pearson does. But um, no, I'll be excited for the game. It has felt like a while since Swansea already, um, but it'd be good to be back at Ashingate. 
And I really hope we like get this home form and, and then get the fans get behind the team. And yeah, hopefully three points. But yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully first three points in the league. Um, how, how, that made that made no sense. First win in the league. First three points in the league. That makes... You can't get three points in the cup. Um, first win in the league at home, please. Um, yeah, hopefully we get the win. Uh, and I think we play West Brom at a decent time as well. Um, so, yeah. There we are. So... Because it's only one game we're going to talk about today, we'll be doing a little extra, extra spice uh, add into this into this podcast. We'll be talking about the whole championship so far and the season so far. Um, we are completely unbiased, uh, or at least we try to be, uh, apart from when it comes to League One, when it's Bristol Rovers and... Um, to an extent, Cardiff, but we not not overly bothered, um, to be fair. Um, but yeah, we'll be talking about the championship so far. We'll be talking about the best surprise. So, team who are completely overperforming our expectations or our relative expectations or average expectations for everyone combined at the start of the season. We'll be talking about the biggest concern um, in terms of, you know, who's been kind of... Um, really bad so far, uh, who's completely underperformed expectations. We'll be talking about best signing. Uh, so that's an individual signing. And trigger warning, it can't be alone. So uh, it can't be Scott Twine. It can't be Taylor Harwood-Bellis. Uh, it can't be Taylor Garden-Hickman. Um, so it can't be alone. Um, and we'll be, we'll be talking about best window for a championship team. Um, but that can include loan deals. So we can talk about... Um, I don't know, Stoke signing Luke McNally on loan or uh, Plymouth signing Luke Cundell on loan. So there we go. There, there are the kind of guidelines. If you want to get involved in the comment section below, once you've heard our opinions, of course, let us know. So best surprise, and this is in a good way. Um, Matisse, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. So, um, well, yeah, we're five games in international break, and yeah, that's that's that the... that that as well. We're five games in, so yeah, we're very Pre- early on. Pre- Preston at the moment, who are top of the table, could easily be thirteenth or fourteenth. We'll be going in yeah. five games' time. Oh, yeah, well, there there we go. They've they've kind of been. Sorry, <laughs> you've spoiled my uh, my my uh, surprise there. Um, so, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so very early on, but a surprise to most would be seeing yeah Preston undefeated. Uh, alongside Birmingham, but they are sitting top of the table right now with 13 points, um, only stopped by um, Bristol City to not have that um, yes, record. Um, but yeah, I, I put press in there just because the fact they've had mediocre seasons over the last few years, like flirting with the playoffs a bit last season, but mm. they had a poor end to it. And obviously at the start of last season, they had like those Great nil results. nil draws were yeah. crazy. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, looking now, it's just been really mediocre around 13th, sometimes coming up to the top six, but usually, yeah, mid-table. So it's been a great start for them. They've scored a decent amount of goals. They've got some, they made some good signings and they, they just, they look like a just a strong team. And obviously Le- Leicester were up there, but they lost. I wouldn't have put them as a surprise anyway, because they were, they are favourites to win. Um, but yeah. Preston is my surprise team. 
obviously it can change in five games time. They could be outside the top six, but um, I see them, I see them doing well this season. I see them fighting for playoffs. They could come into it. I think as a prediction, I put them like 11th or something as normal, but they, they have been, um, has been shown, showing a threat. And when we played them at the start of the season, we thought should be winning this Preston are like kind of where we were. And then now four games later after that draw, we're like, we'll take that point. That was a really good result in the end from the way we played as well. So, but yeah, Preston, my surprise. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, rightly Preston top of the table. Um, they've been really impressive so far, defensively fairly good and attacking wise really good as well. So yeah, I'd agree with, I'd, I'd, I had I have no kind of qualms about Preston um, being your surprise pick. My surprise pick is, um, and this is absolutely no surprise to anyone who's looked at the Championship League, t- league table. I've gone with second place. Um, that's Ipswich Town. So the top two at the moment, very, very, very odd. Um, not sure how long that'll last, but there we are. But Ipswich, they've been magnificent so far, and um, <clears throat> I know there've been a lot of kind of, um, I don't know, media stories praising Ipswich, praising Kieran McKenna. And it's got a little bit tiring, but the they deserve it. They've been standing. Um, from the opening day uh, victory at Sunderland, which was initially kind of comfortable and really impressive, um, and then kind of grinding out a victory there, then you revert that to a really dominant display at home to Stoke where they controlled possession and just killed Stoke um, with their passing. And then another kind of tight margin victory at QPR. And then they play kind of Leeds. And uh, that Leeds front line uh, that day was ridiculous. Um, It was Sinistera, it was Joel Pirro, it was Giorgino Rutter, and it was Wilfred Nyonto, all from the start. Um, it was ridiculous front line. No one would have coped with that in the championship. Um, so they lost, but you can kind of give them a pass there. Um, and then uh, an incredible, probably the most impressive one so far, a victory at home to Cardiff. Not because it's Cardiff, but 2 nil down. They looked kind of, felt like the reality was kind of hitting them. And then there we go. I like that. Nathan Broadhead scores and Ipswich are on their way again. They're just such a really, just such a good team. And the way they've adapted to the championship has been brilliant. Um, and yeah, uh, I thought I did them a really, really good favour in putting them at 13th. And um, yes, I saw some predictions like second and third. And I was going, no newly promoted team does that. Like, it's ridiculous. But at the moment, I wouldn't be... Um, I wouldn't say they're too far off top six challenges, or no, actually they're probably top six challenges. I wouldn't say they're too far off being uh, like favourites for the top six. Um, they've been magnificent. I have, um, yeah, and uh, you've all heard this back here in McKenna so far. Brilliant young manager. He'll be at the top someday. Just a brilliant team, um, and yeah, hopefully that's kind of a blueprint uh, for City going forward because. Uh, Ipswich kind of let go of their manager, Paul Cook, didn't they? Uh, before McKenna, they kind of got rid of the old kind of safe pair of hands and got Kieran McKenna, who's this kind of young and unknown quantity from Man United Academy. And they've just kind of grown 
from there. Um, but yeah, Ipswich for me are, are magnificent and uh, are my surprise package, but not really that surprised um, in a way. Uh, another candidate, you've mentioned Birmingham, haven't you? Um, who've been uh, magnificent as well. Yeah, obviously Birmingham, a lot of teams putting them a bit higher than they usually finish because of the takeover and stuff, but didn't expect. The, well, they're still unbeaten as well right now. Um, but yeah, they've they've had a great start to the season. Ipswich as well, just to mention on that. I remember what the looking at the Cardiff score, like the 50th minute, two and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Half an hour later, they've turned the whole game around and um, they managed to get all three points there. But no, any League One side coming up to the championship and performing like that and really um, you, make a, you make a point there. And... Um, Last year as well with Sunderland, where they obviously made the playoffs as well after just but getting promoted. The thing with Sunderland was they kind of they got off to a really good start, and then they kind of slowly just kind of drifted away into mid table. And we all thought, oh well, they're going to miss Ross Stewart. They're not going to have this main striker. They think they're going to just slide in. But all of a sudden, Tony Mowbray gets the tune out of a real tune out of Ahmad Diallo and Jack Clark, and they they kind of push. But this is not the same, in my opinion. Ipswich are far more stable, unless someone like Crystal Palace or um, someone in the Premier League who's kind of established West Ham, for example, uh, come and take their manager, Kieran McKenna. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. But yeah, go on. Yeah, and also they beat um, Rovers in the cup, so always happy with that. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. Ipswich as well, very. I, I would say surprise. I put them. Very low down, um, around like 16, 17th. So um, definitely regret that now. But still early doors. But I mean, it's an it's an amazing start for them. Yeah, and also um, shout outs to Norwich and Hull, who both have kind of overperformed so far. I know that's a bit weird to say about Norwich, who've been uh, champions two of the last three times they've been here. But yeah, the relative expectations, they've had a very good start. Hull as well, uh, good signings and generally uh, looked uh, looked fairly good. We've talked about the best kind of team, um, uh, a surprise team. Do you want to talk about the worst uh, underperformers? Um, you go first again. Yeah, so the only team that Ipswich lost to, ironically, is now my biggest flop of the um, season so far, which is Leeds. Only one win um, so far in the campaign. Just came back from the Premier League, of course. Um, and they're sitting on, yeah, six points in 15th, three draws, one loss. It's just it's just poor, to be honest. And I think, obviously, there are problems. But as, as a Premier League side coming down, you have to, like, in a way, you have to bounce back. And they do have quality players as well, like you mentioned in that uh, Ipswich game. Um Nyoto and Piro and Sinistera. There are rumours of Nyoto moving to um, Bundesliga or something. I, I saw. I'm not sure if he's left well, yet. Sinister, Sinistera left on deadline day to go to Bournemouth on loan, and uh, oh yeah, I think, not, I, I think Wilfred Nyoto um, stayed. So good news for Leeds, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, but just all in all, it's not a great. It's just not a great start. They went out in the cup as well. That's not that important, obviously, but. Um, yeah, drew against Sheffield Wednesday, which is not that wasn't a great game last Saturday. Um, but yeah, Leeds overall, I think, have had a terrible start to the season, and their fans won't be happy. And there's not a lot of promise right now. They've got an away trip to the Den 
next Sunday, which is never easy, um, unless you have Harry Cornick with a long throw. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, nothing more to say on Leeds. I, I also want to mention Watford as well. I thought they they're they're seeing mm-hmm. lower actually, only one win as well. Thought they've had a relatively poor start to the season. They finished relatively playoff contenders last season. They weren't really challenging too much. They kind of fell away near the end of the season. But they since opening day, that 4-0 victory against QPR, and now they're below QPR. Um and they they have they didn't score a goal until their three three thriller um against Coventry. Um so yeah they haven't really had a great start to the season but that can always change. Yeah and you no you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Um and both of them have been a bit poor so far, but I think Leeds will come good. I think Watford will, will come good eventually, but on the basis of so far, uh hasn't been great for either side. My biggest flop and probably the the obvious pick is is Middlesbrough. Um and look, they have been really, really bad. It's it's just it's just been it's just been shocking because they haven't Exactly. It's not like they haven't been scoring goals because they have been scoring you know, a meh amount of goals. They scored um, uh, two against uh, West Brom. They scored against uh, Huddersfield. Um, actually, they haven't scored that many, actually. Um, I'll take that back. They haven't scored that many. Um, they lost at home to uh, Millwall on opening day. Uh, QPR, the most recent one. Uh, four, they shipped at uh, West Brom. They shipped another three at Coventry. It's not. They just haven't looked. A sh- they just have looked a shadow of the side that got into the playoffs last season and looked such a massive threat. And obviously, you can look at the fact that Cameron Arch has gone, Ramsey's gone, Giles has gone, Stefan has gone, Akpom's gone, um, and they haven't. It's not been the greatest of transfer windows, but they have signed some really good players. Um, Sam Greenwood, Lewis O'Brien, um, Sani Dieng, I really like. Morgan Rogers, I like. Uh, Sam Severa's looked good so far. Uh, Emmanuel Lathay-Lath, he scored um, at West Brom. So, has uh, there are signs of improvement, but has not been great so far for Michael Carrick. And things must... Um, turn very quickly otherwise he will be uh, under serious pressure and next up is Blackburn away um, and Blackburn are kind of again a mid-table you know solid championship side where they can get something at Ewood will be very interesting but then after that they have a trip to Hillsborough um, and then they're at home to Southampton who may be still a little bit flaky um, but yes it'll be very interesting to see how they kind of cope um, and how they can improve from there on. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing about um, clubs like Middlesbrough, when, like Huddersfield did a few years back now, um, but when you get into that playoff spot and then you have like some loans and these crucial players who are really good for your club and then you obviously don't make that like final step to get into the Premier League and then these big names leave and then you move down and Huddersfield were down and about the relegation zone and now well, Middlesbrough did have a bad start to last season. Um, as well, well but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they they can improve. I don't see them getting relegated, um, but um, yeah, it's terrible. But when Mill won 
away at the opening day, everyone was like, that's a result for Mill. That's a really good three points. And then, well, the next four games showed that, um, yeah, Middlesbrough weren't really great at all. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I do agree. And Go on. No, no, no. I'm not oh, um, yeah, uh, you, made, you made the point on uh, Huddersfield uh, where you said um, they lost their key players. Huddersfield sold uh, sold Lewis O'Brien, Pippa. Um, they got they lost Levi Colwell because he was on loan, um, and now look where he is. Um, so yeah, some really kind of quality players uh, leaving there. And hopefully for Middlesbrough, not a similar situation in terms of you know kind of falling off. But um, if I'm going to be really pedantic, they haven't really signed many players who are going to come in and um, immediately make an impact because. We don't really know them yet. If they'd signed, um, I don't know, Cameron Archer again on loan, uh, we'd all have gone, oh, it's brilliant, you know, get them back. Or it's just a really established kind of championship players. Maybe be a bit more optimistic, but it hasn't been the case. Um, we'll lighten the mood a little bit. Um, we'll talk about best individual signing, uh, and then we'll talk about the best transfer window uh, for, for in terms of clubs. So best individual signing. Um should I go first or should I do you want to go first? Uh you you go first this one. Take it away. Yeah. Um and weirdly it's been for the team who yeah, the one I've gone for has been for the team um who are top. And that's Will Keane. Now Will Keane for a sign for Preston for again reportedly around a hundred grand, which so far, even if he finishes the season on five goals, is a pretty decent return. Um but he won't finish on five goals. In my opinion, Will Keane will score a lot more goals. Uh, very surprised more championship clubs are not in for him because uh, despite his relegation with Wigan last year, a pretty dismal Wigan side, um, he scored a fair few uh, fair few number of goals, 12 goals in 38 starts in a team that was shocking uh, most of the last campaign in the championship. Um, I was very surprised he didn't get kind of a higher move, uh, no disrespect to... Preston, they are top of the championship at the moment, but uh, in terms of the hierarchy of the championship, maybe he could have got a slightly better move. Um, the only problem with Will Keane is uh, what are, what are Preston going to do when they get Emil Reese Jacobson back and um, Nathan Stewart kind of fully firing and Chet Evans is there as well? So, yeah, it's going to be tough for Will Keane to keep his place, but so far he's not done anything wrong and I think he's been the signing of the summer relative to the price and five goals so far and he looked for threat at Ashton Gate on opening day uh, scored a goal so yeah I'm, I'm going for Will Keane uh, for Preston who signed for 100 grand um, as well um, yeah Matisse who are you going for? <laughs> I had Will Keane as well uh, as my sign <laughs> uh, uh, I think yeah obviously I agree with you with the, the output that he's given considering how much they got him for is very good and he's done very well. Um, that was my main one. I mean, we can mention some others. Aaron Connolly for Hull has had a decent start um, signing from Brighton. Um, but yeah. Mo- so sorry? Joel Pirro for Leeds. Yeah, Joel Pirro for Leeds as well. Yeah, that, that was a really good signing as well. Um, but yeah, mostly Will Keane. I mean, some signings that like... Uh, yeah, Jerry Yates went Swansea. He hasn't had a great... He has kind of a mediocre start. But um, no, mainly, yeah, Will Keane, I say, is a standout player who's performed 
after yeah after Wigan went down. Yeah, um, so we both agree on Will Keane. So from all the champ all the championship signings, we've landed on Will Keane. There we are. Um, anything lands on his head. Uh, bloody hell, he'll he'll hear anything. Um, so against us as well. Yeah, it was a good finish as well. To be fair, um, it wasn't great from our defence. To be fair, uh, but it's a good finish. Um, yeah, so there we go. We both agree on Will Keane. That's a coincidence. Nice, nice surprise there. Uh, we haven't really talked about. Uh, we haven't. We didn't talk about best signing uh, before before the uh, uh, rec- recording. So nah, there we go. Um, best window. Um, now this. We didn't include loan players in the best signing. If the best window, we will allow um, loan deals and kind of how they make up the squad. Um, so we can talk about, you know, players coming in from the Premier League to add extra quality into some certain clubs. Um, who have you gone for for best transfer window? I've gone for another club that we've already played in the season. And I mentioned Aaron Connolly as a good signing. But yeah, I've gone for Hull City, who sit in the playoffs right now. And yeah, I, th- I think they've had quite a successful um, tra- transfer window for themselves. Um, they've signed uh, Jaden Philogene from Aston Villa. Um, lots of good loan transfers as well, I thought. Um, well, I've seen firsthandly how Liam Delap, obviously Scott Twine, a really big uh, um loan transfer from Burnley. They they played pretty well, I think, against us as well. They look like a big threat. So I think they've done well here. I mean, very different to like I remember their transfer window was it last season or like the season before signed about their 50, Turkish. Signed about fifty players from uh Eastern Europe as well. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um but no, overall, I think they've had a they've had a good transfer window, and it's shown that they're in the top six right now, which how are usually not really in and around that area. We're kind of in that kind of mid-table region with them usually, but um, no, they've they've also had a good side um, start. They've got some academy Premier League players as well, Javier uh, Simmons, and yeah, I, th- I think they've had a they've had, they've had a very good window in my opinion. Yeah, and it's also important to mention with Hull that they've kind of got rid of players who um, uh, they just have gone and they've gone and looked at and gone, you know what, that's not it's going to work out. Uh, players from last summer, they signed uh, Oscar Stupinian, who's gone out on loan to Mets. Uh, Benjamin Tete, he's gone to Mets as well. Um, okay. Uh, why are Mets obsessed with Hull players? Um, Tobias Figueroa, he's gone to uh, Brazil uh, on a permanent deal. Uh, Ryan Woods has gone to... Um, a certain club in Bristol on loan. Um, so uh, yes, they've got no. It's not only the incomings; they've just kind of cut their losses and been ruthless with some players um, who've uh, either not going to fit the system or just haven't worked out. So yeah, really good, in my opinion, transfer business from Hull. Another in my uh, best window club, the Championship. I've gone for. Another newly promoted side. I've talked about Ipswich. Um, I'm going to talk about the team that finished above them last season with 101 points. Um, it's Plymouth Argyle, and Plymouth haven't 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 done business that is uh, kind of out there or ridiculous. They haven't signed 15 new players. They've kind of kept that core from last season together, and they've added little bits of quality on top of that. Uh, which uh, which are definitely going to improve the squad. 
Um, who have they retained? Well, they've got Morgan Whitaker, Morgan Whitaker from Swansea, apparently a million pounds, which is an absolute steal. Um, by the way, uh, why is Swansea selling him for a million quid? Beyond me. Barley Mumba reportedly around a million quid as well. Another steal. Uh, he's been brilliant for Plymouth so far, playing in the advanced position in a four-three-three. Another steal. Um, Finazaz has come in on loan again from Aston Villa. He was really good for Villa uh, on loan from Villa on loan last season at Plymouth. He's come back there, so you know another kind of stalwart there. Julio Pleguicelio. Oh, I don't do Spanish. Um, I don't speak Spanish. Um, so Julio has come in on a free deal. Uh, free transfer, even from FC Twente. He's got highly rated over there in the Netherlands. Um, Luke Kondo, who was really who's impressive at times uh, in a Swansea shirt last season on loan. He's come in on a perm, uh, on a loan deal from Wolves. Uh, Lewis Warrington, who was really good at Fleetwood last year, he's come in on loan. Uh, so they've used the loan market, they've used the permanent market, uh, and they've signed players like Connor Hazard as well from Celtic. Uh, Julio. Um, Julio has come in as well. Um, they're both, they've kind of added little bits of quality on top of retaining their squad, which I really like. Um, so, yes, I'm going to go for Plymouth. And, well, the proof is in the pudding, you could say. Uh, they've been excellent so far. They've been, um, they, they've de- demolished teams, um, demolished uh, Blackburn last game they demolished uh no that's that's unfair on Huddersfield they they beat Huddersfield with two latish goals um got a point away at Watford uh in a nil-nil draw very unlucky against Birmingham and uh, Southampton you know two 90 something minute uh, defeat um and went 2-0 up in the cup against Crystal Palace and then whatever happened after that must not be speaking off because that doesn't fit my agenda um so, look, some really good business from Plymouth. I really like what they've done. Um, and I think on top of this quality they already had at the club, um, i.e. Ryan Hardy, uh, Callum Wright, Joe Edwards, um, Lewis Gibson had come in as well. So, some really good players. Um, and, yeah, when Michael Cooper's back, Plymouth are probably going to have a really, really competitive side. And I don't think they'll be anywhere near my prediction. I think I think I'm 19th or 20th. Um, yeah, they'll be higher than that um, for me. So, yes, I've gone for Plymouth um, as my best uh, transfer window for the Championship Club. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I definitely agree with you. They, they've been solid uh, at the start of the season for another club coming up. From the league below, um, a, lot of, a lot of people, including me, put them quite low down near the relegation zone. Again, we're all saying this is relative. It's five games in, but they are they are sitting pretty high up, seven points, like you said. Um, but yeah, uh, you touch on Brian Hardy there. He also has had a brilliant start to the season, moving up to the championship. He's the joint top goal scorer. Got five goal contributions in in the first five games, and he's had a good start. I remember I've watched a bit of um, him in League One last year as well. So, yeah, no, Plymouth looking like a, a pretty decent side. We play them after West Brom in the midweek game. Yeah. Um, on a Tuesday night, they, they come to Ashton Gate. So, yeah, that should be interesting um, to watch. But, yeah, I agree with you. 
we'll end the episode on one final point. And um, this is this was not planned before 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 the uh, podcast, uh, Matisse. Uh, so I'm going to throw a little bombshell in here. Um, Mr. Lee Johnson has been appointed manager of Fleetwood Town. Um, that was confirmed uh, 56 minutes ago. Um, so yeah, 10 minutes before we started the podcast. How does he keep getting jobs? Um, I don't know. Um, he was sacked from Hibs, wasn't he, after a 3-2 yeah. loss Three two loss at home to Livingston or something like that, some club like that. No disrespect to Scottish football, but something, some probably some club who are a bit shit. Um, but look, Lee Johnson, a great, great guy, um, good footballing man. Uh, let's get all the cliches in here. Um, we'll fight. For the badge, um, <laughs> uh, passionate, um, uh, short man syndrome. Um, he has he has the whole package apart from being a good football manager at the moment. Um, no, I kid. He's a, he's a, he was a good manager for us, and I am um, I'm kind of he, he put us in a good position, didn't he? And then he, we took the gamble and uh, tried to spend big, and this didn't work out. But to be fair, he did a good job at us for four, four and a half years. So, yeah, it's, it's quite rare to find in football these days, you know, someone who does such a good job at progressing the team for four and a half, four, four and a bit years. Um, so, yeah, he was a decent manager for us, just didn't work out in the end, um, unfortunately. But at the moment, his stock is at an all-time low. That's why he's gone to Fleetwood to replace Scott Brown. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, yeah, surprising. I remember a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago now, I posted on my Instagram as well. Dean Holden and Lee Johnson were sacked within the same day as well. Um, two of our uh, previous managers, one from Charlton and obviously my Hibs, Hibs area or whatever that Scottish club is. Um, but yeah, Lee Johnson is plowing through the teams right now. He's, yeah, he's found his place at Fleetwood now, who, well, yeah, 23rd in League One. And yeah, to win good a luck game, with your relegation, there, right? Fleetwood. I hope yeah. I wish you well in League Two. Yeah, so it's not an easy job from that standpoint, but yeah, no, I wish him the best. I mean, bringing that Man, U, Man United moment, and yeah, he, he did quite a lot for us, but um, so, yeah, so close that. to so close to a famous night at the Etihad as well. Mm, that was very yeah. true as well. Um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, I wish him the best. Hopefully, he can keep Fleetwood up, but yeah, I'm surprised he's already. Switch and he's got a new job already. Um, maybe Dean Holden next. Who's, who's who, where's he gonna go Dean, to? Dean Holden to Hibs. Um, um, <laughs> just create a cycle. They, have they already hired a manager? Hibs, Hibs. Um, they might have done. Uh, oh, I can check. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 22 hours ago. Um, this? former Sheffield United Nick? midfielder, yeah, Nick, Nick Montgomery. As is the new Nick Montgomery? That sounds like a very interesting. Um, yeah, never heard the bloke. Um, oh, I've, I've, oh, that name rings a bell. Actually, no, I've never heard of him. Never heard of him actually. Um, yeah. Well, well, well. Well, yeah. We can't, we won't be seeing uh, Dean Holden at Easter Road, unfortunately for us. Um, that would have been quite something, though. Oh, he's the manager of Central Coast Mariners. 
Mm. Okay. If Holden if Holden went to Hibs and then Pearson to Charlton and then we'll create like a little no. No, but no, but, Pitt, no, but uh, Michael Appleton's already on the job. See that one. Uh, well, there we go. Um, Hibs have uh, gone. I didn't expect to be talking of him, but there we go. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it for this podcast. A little uh, powwow at the end because we love Lee Johnson and Dean Holden. Um, no, I don't, I don't mind Dean Holden. I think he was a decent guy. Oh no! Very good guy. Uh, wrong guy. Wrong situation. Basically, because we were in the shit, and uh, that's just, that's twice. Yeah, I, I, yeah go on. I, yeah, I feel I feel kind of bad from with his job at Charlton because I, I I have a couple of friends who are actually Charlton fans, and they said that the fan base actually quite liked him, and it was it was like going well. But then, obviously, the start of this season was the opposite of ideal. So, um, yeah. It's a shame, but yeah, both of them. Well, yeah, Lee Johnson with his new job now. So yeah, we'll see how that faces. But yeah, that about about wraps it up. Yeah, comment your thoughts and your surprise flop, best signing and best club um, that had the best transfer window. But yeah, no, it's been it's been yeah. a pleasure. And let us know your thoughts on mm-hmm, um, the game against West Brom next uh, next week, weekend as well. Um, This has been the 1894 podcast. Thank you very much for listening or watching on YouTube. Um, I have been Annie, uh, if that makes any grammatical sense to you. Um, And I I have Matisse. I have (laughs) Matisse. Not in a cage. um, On the other side. Not not in a cage. I've not locked him up. Um, This this is not like a hostage situation. Um, But I have... Matisse. Um, yeah. Uh, Matisse, do you want to say goodbye to our wonderful viewers and listeners? Yeah. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow us on socials, all of that, all of that good stuff. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys. We'll see you in the next one. Yeah. All the socials will be in the description down below. So yes. Uh, thank you very much for watching this uh, podcast. We will see you after uh, West Brom, which will be in around a week's time let's say. Um, Thank you very much for watching. Keep safe and we will catch you all later. Cheers. Bye guys.